Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? What? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Podcast. Of course, I mentioned earlier in other podcasts, we're going to have a special Star Wars-themed podcast coming to you. And what better way to start our Get Comfy Podcast Star Wars-themed podcast with a full review of Episode 1. Amanda has burnt through Episodes 1, 2, and Tree Fitty, so we'll be doing a full review of every single Star Wars episodes moving forward because it's awesome to get her opinion on this. But before we get into that, thank you to everybody and anybody who is liking sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. And thank you for coming out on Get Comfy Gaming on Twitch. Every week we do a stream for you guys, for you guys just to enjoy. Now, we're going, let's go to hyperspeed to a galaxy far, far away. We are now getting into episode one, The Phantom Menace. Now, I want to first get your opinion on when you first saw Obi-Wan, because you're used to, you know, Ewan McGregor, which that's still Ewan McGregor, but like... I'm used to the TikTok meme, Ewan yeah. McGregor, hello there, like that. You're used to, like, bearded, um, kind of like fresh cut G type Obi-Wan Kenobi. But in this episode, he is a Padawan. He is a young Padawan learner with, I think, I think episode two was the mullet. This one, he had the rat tail, if I'm not mistaken. Episode two, he had the mullet. The mullet. But like Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson had that beautiful flowing hair. Qui-Gon, man. And Qui-Gon. just as a, uh, as a reference point, um, if Qui-Gon stayed alive, wait, like, it would spoiler, be lit. Well, there would have not been <laughs> the events leading up to episode two and three and whatever going forward. But what were your thoughts on this movie in general? Um, do you have any questions? Do you have anything, any concerns you want to voice? Uh, Jar Jar Binks, that's a hot topic for a lot of people. That's my boy. Uh, let, let the people that's, that's know. My boy. Jar, Jar, Jar Jar Binks is my boy. I love him. He's annoying as hell, but that's my boy. I got a theory for you that you might like. Um pertaining to Jar Jar. But um, what are your thoughts on episode one? What did you think about it? And um, is there any points you need explanation on or anything like that? I don't think any points I need an explanation on. Definitely with like Anakin, like how did like they end up as slaves on Tatooine? Like how did that come about? Who is his dad? Really? Like who, who, who? we need Maury? You yeah. are the father. Like we need that. But it's like, how did Anakin, Anakin and his mom end up like this? Okay. How did they get where they were? Okay, so we'll dive right into the first theory. Um, now that now that you've seen episode one, two, and three, I can kind of go off the chain here because now you kind of get the basic premise of Star Wars. Um, so there is a theory going around the internet that Emperor Palpatine went to Tatooine and used the force to manipulate the metachlorians around Shmi, which is Anakin's mother to create Anakin. So, you know, in episode three, here's the line where he goes, you know, the dark side is a path to many powers. Some uh, deem like um, are unlikely or unearthly. 
and it says you can create life. So there is a theory that somehow, some way, through the Force, through the dark side, Emperor Palpatine manipulated the Midichlorians around Shmi to conceive Anakin because she did say in that episode there was no father. So are we talking like Immaculate Conception over We're here? We're talking like basically Shmi is the Mary of Star Wars. Star Wars. So and Anakin is a Jesus. Essentially, that's what it is, and you know. That is the big thing. I I think it's canon because they did say stuff about it. But yeah, so that is the explanation for Anakin. And that could be why he's so powerful, why he's the chosen one, you know, air quotes here. But um, in this episode, you know, going connecting this to Mandalorian, you did get a peek of uh, Yaddle. I don't know if you were too keen on the background. She was in that episode. They're in the Jedi Council. She had the orange hair sitting kind of near Yoda. That went past my head. I didn't even see her. It's those things, Star Wars, you gotta be eagle-eyed to kind of catch it, but she was in that episode. I completely missed Yaddle, but I spotted a Mandalorian in the background like no problem. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you caught on to it. And you know, whenever you think about Star Wars episode one, you know, you get the um the pod racing. Clapping some space cheeks, bro. He could have, but you got a peak of pod racing. Now, the that, Mandalorian's fresh in your head. That you scene seen, was mm-hmm. fire. This is pod racing. That's the quote. Um, you seen in episode one of the Mandalorian this previous season, Cobb Vanth was using that speeder, and you know how it looked kind of weird. It looked like a big engine. They are saying that engine that Cobb Vanth was using as a speeder was the part of Anakin's pod racer. Those yellow pieces that were sticking out. You and know, that's kinda... the part of the pieces of the speed bike that didn't, that Mando has. Yep. So there's a little connection. It's on Tatooine. There's that. Now, I want to get your opinion. Everything connects! See, this is what I'm saying. Now I'm having fun because now I can actually lay out all my knowledge. All my knowledge here. But um, I want to get your thought on the antagonist of this movie, Darth Maul. Yo, he lasted Arguably- like ten minutes. He lasted ten minutes. So, <laughs> so ten minutes. So at the time of this movie's release, it was kind of deemed crazy. Like it was mind blowing that somebody had a double bladed lightsaber. You know, and only the elite get double bladed lightsabers. And I'm in the Samuel L. Jackson, you get a purple one. So just um, do you know the story behind it? I saw the interview behind it. He said he wanted to be pointed out in that huge fight scene. So he asked for a purple lightsaber. And then they're like the next week when they're filming, he's there like, here you go. And he's like, oh, she. So on the um, the hilt of the lightsaber, I could be getting this wrong. It has BAMF on it. You know what that stands for. So it's in, it's inscribed on the lightsaber just as like an Easter egg. You can't see it, but whatever. But getting into episode one. You know, we kind of see the seeds of Padme and Anakin's romance. We get a look at C-3PO in the raw. Is like 14 and he's nine? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hold on. But technically I saw this thing where where he lives. It has two moons. So technically he's 18. This is where Star Wars gets a little murky. It's still pervy. So, yeah, so Padme literally goes to this planet and is like, that nine-year-old will be mine. 
Shout out to Padme. And they say there's a lot of other things wrong with Star Wars, but you know, when Grogu's eating eggs, it's considered to be like Gobert. Yeah, like Mass crazy. Genocide. I kind of want to also dive into the dynamic of Anakin and Padme. You know, he sees her, she's like, Oh, you're an angel, you know, we, you you're like out of this world. Shout you're out to adorable. Space. Yeah. And you know, you kind of start getting those seeds of his love for her. Even at the end, she shoots him a little wink and it's like, yo, that's kind of creepy, but like, yo, chill. Like, when relax. When trying to smash the babysitter, but she's sending mixed signals. <laughs> that's literally what it is. And, you know, that's the one thing, like, a lot of Star Wars fans are like, yo, she's a lot older. Like, she's way older than Anakin at this point. Like, why is that a thing? But I, you brought up Jar Jar. And allow me to introduce you to the wild conspiracy theory side of Star Wars. That's my boy. You ready for this? Because you don't know if he might not be your boy after this. He might not be. He's got to be like some type of mass murderer in a way for him to be banished from his freaking thing. I swear to God, Kevin, if I'm right, we're stopping this episode right here. So there is a theory going around that. Palpatine did have a master. He had somebody he reported to, Darth Plagueis, right? You know, the big the big evil guy, right? Now, I'm not saying that Jar Jar Binks is Darth Plagueis, but there is a rumor that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Oh, no! So, this, this is kind of... <laughs> So this is kind of like a far-fetched out there theory. This is like us talking about alien status. So I want to kind of break this down for you. Throughout the movie, you see Jar Jar Binks and his stupidity somehow make him outlast. What is he? He is Is a a Gungan. Is he a frog? Is he a fish frog duck hybrid? That's what he is. They're called Gungans. That's the official race of Jar Jar. But throughout the movie, you kind of see Jar Jar Binks like being stupid, but somehow surviving. Right. He's like he had that little robot attached to his leg by like some off chance, but he was kicking and screaming and murking everybody around him. Right. So they're saying that Jar Jar Binks is using a special version of the force where it's like you appear to be an idiot, but like you somehow survive. You know, there was that scene where they jump into the water, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, and Jar Jar Binks does this like reverse flippy doodah something into the water. They're saying saying that that's a force jump. Like he's using the force to jump and do acrobatics. Anakin did the same shit. See? So they're saying that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Obviously, this theory has been downplayed a lot by people, but it's always worth noting that it's out there. It's funny. Um, there's also a scene, I think in episode two or three where Jar Jar Binks is a, like, he's in that giant room with all the pods and he's talking episode to people Two Jar Jar is there as of episode three. I did not see him at all. I know there's a scene where he's talking to the galactic Senate and he's kind of standing in the middle of the room using his hands. And he, you notice when he talks, he uses his hands and you know, there's a, Jedi mind trick where it's like these are the droids you're not not looking for. So yeah. people are saying that Jar Jar Binks is using the force to manipulate everybody around him 
to believe that he's just an idiot and he's somehow sneakily, you know, like a snake, a slithery snake. A snake. Just manipulating everybody. So there's that. There's the Jar Jar conspiracy theory for you. <laughs> she's not. She's shook. She's shook. This is Star Wars. This is what you got into. This is totally what you got into. Okay, but I have no regrets. Yeah, you don't. You just. I, I'm you- being so honest. I didn't think I could get into Star Wars. Oh, bitch! I am into Star Wars. <laughs> See what you've been missing for this long. Yeah. Like, just wait until you get into like the TV shows outside of Mando, like uh, Rebels, like Clone Wars. You'll really appreciate it even more. But um, to finally get to the end of the movie, you know, there was that duel. It's called the Duel of the Fates, right? And this duel between Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul means a lot more. Obi-Wan. Obi-Juan. Kenobi. Cannoli. Um, <laughs> there is a... Um, a director, the people who have done Mando, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Um, Dave Filoni is like George Lucas's right hand person. Like whenever you want to talk Star Wars, you go to Dave Filoni, and he said that duel means more than any other duel in Star Wars. You just seen Would episode three? Star Wars memes. Uh, all the Star Wars memes. He said that the duel of the fates was more than what it appeared because what essentially Qui Gon is dueling Darth Maul for is for the fate of Anakin. And, you know, throughout Star Wars, we kind of see this relationship of father and son, right? (sighs) So, I want to, you know, we talked about Mando, father, son. So, I want to just, I'm going to give you this. The father-son dynamic is heavy in Star Wars. Mando, Grogu, you know, Luke and Vader. But who is missing a Mm -hmm. but who is missing a father in all this? Don't tell me Darth Maul's Obi-Wan's dad. No. Oh my gosh. You're getting you're getting too out there. You're getting too out there. But Obi-Wan's missing a dad. Yeah, I don't think a dad. A lot of them are, to be honest. They ain't got no parents. (laughs) It'd be like that sometimes. But um they're saying that Qui-Gon is dueling Darth Maul for the future of Anakin. And now that Anakin is with the Jedi Order, he's kind of looking to Qui-Gon as a father figure. Somebody who who he can go to for advice, to rely on for guidance and all of that. And because Qui-Gon died, he doesn't have that. And Obi-Wan relied on Qui-Gon a lot to get that advice as well he was just a padawan at that point so this makes it even better whenever you watch the rest of star wars because you get to see a dynamic play out that mistakes of the past were corrected so there is that duel of the fates is very important but um what are your overall thoughts on this movie um what do you think of the ending and like where it stood um and you know it just gets better going into episode two and three. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Okay. I thought like <clears throat> for the first episode, it did give out like a lot. So like a lot happened. <laughs> but I mean, like it's a lot of different events tied into like one event, which is like really crazy. But um, I think it was pretty flames. I'm not going to lie. Um <laughs> 
it was a good start for definitely what's going to happen with the rest of it. But like I have, I thought it was pretty good, but I feel like something could have been eliminated and something could have been added, but yeah. <laughs> so I just want to tell you my reaction of episode three. Cause yeah. I know, I know that's, that's the piece de resistance, but um, in the annals uh, of star Wars, everybody kind of, views episode one as like not the worst star wars movie but like that people hate on it it was bad it was pretty good i have to say it's just the beginning was a little slow oh yeah that's how it is that's how episode one is beginning slow but once you get off and running you get off and run listen i gave this more of a chance than i did the walking dead see that's it and now now you're here you got to episode three You got it. So I'm glad you kind of went on this journey to episode one. Now we're going to move on to episode two in the next podcast. That'll be up next week. So stay tuned for that. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy podcast. Our review of episode one, you know, the journey has just started. Young Padawan for you. You know, there's a lot to learn here. Still trying to buy a lightsaber. I shall guide you through this. You know, before we leave, though, I want to get your opinion. If you had to pick a colored lightsaber, what would it be? I have to put you on the spot. Now I'll give you the colors. I'll give you the colors because there's some they don't describe. I know it's red, blue, green, and that one purple one. But what if I told you? Purple one, but I'm not a badass like Samuel L. Jackson. So what if I told you there is the white lightsaber you've seen in Mando? There is a yellow lightsaber. There is a cyan, which is technically blue, but like whatever. Cyan. So what would you pick? Like, is it just in the general universe, like, even with what we saw on Mando? Yeah, all these colors are legit. Like, these are real colors, like, considered kyber crystals. I want the dark blade. Okay. Ooh, that's a good answer. That's nice. I respect that. For Mando, I want the dark blade. I respect that. The dark blade. If I had to do that and lightsaber, I would do the dark blade with the purple lightsaber. What a combo. What a combo. I can get into details about kyber crystals and what they mean, but that's that's a bunch of knowledge I can't instill right now. Or you, maybe I'll just go to Disney, pick all the crystals, and whatever I'm feeling that day, just flip a switch. Just, just pop it in. That's all you got to do. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy podcast. We hope you enjoyed. This show goes live every Sunday morning. We got the Get Comfy game break every Friday morning, and of course, the Get Comfy lowdown available every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network work and if you like what we do here go check out get comfy gaming live on twitch every week stream for you guys is always good but you know what we'll see you guys next time thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube